Welcome to Australian Hiker. We're your hosts, Tim and Jill Savage. Australian Hiker podcast and this episode is the first of our on-trail episodes from our human hovel track uh, and we're going to be talking about the trip so far up till the end of day three. Okay it's 7.25 on Saturday morning uh, 31st of August and we're here at the Cooma Cottage which was Hamilton Hume's residence in this area and the trailhead for the human hovel track. Um, nice early start uh, we've got about 22 kilometers to do today um, so it's a uh, not a difficult day, but there is a lot of road working involved in today's and tomorrow's walk uh, before we actually get into the bush. So we're really passing through rural, uh, rural land. Uh, and in fact, we're actually going to be walking through the town of Yass uh, in around about um, 15, 20 minutes uh, before we head out of Yass uh, and start getting more into the back roads. Yeah, we won't be tempted to have a coffee though. We'll, <laughs> we've had the coffee headache. Uh, so that's that's behind us. And uh, yeah, we've got 19 days to go without coffee. But I'm not counting, am I? But we do have a McDonald's not far up the road, so we could actually <laughs> stop in there. Um, it's interesting looking at the uh, the sign at the trailhead here. Uh, it actually is saying 440 kilometres. So so this trail was built uh, and opened in uh, uh, 1988 as part of the bicentenary uh, and there have been a couple of changes since so I'm guessing the 426 kilometres that's now quoted uh, probably takes into account some bridges uh, that weren't there in the early days that allow that don't mean you don't have to do any diversions around some watercourses so we'll find out and see how that goes on the track. So I hope everyone enjoys the next 19 days as we bring them to you <laughs> on uh, one of Australia's not so well-known long-distance trails. Talk to you later. Okay, it's uh, mid-morning. Uh, it's just on 10.24. We've been going for about two and a half hours and we've done just a bit over 10 kilometres. Most of that 10 kilometres was walking along the side of the highway. Uh, in through the town of Yass, back out along the highway before we turned off. Um, and for those of you that know this area, there's a large uh, service centre, has a petrol station, McDonald's, Kentucky Fried. Uh, so if you really get, get it, it uh, hungry before you turn off uh, from civilization, there's your last chance. Uh, the road itself, not the most exciting walk, and we knew that. Um, when they went through and built this track, uh, they tried to put it on um, a lot of uh, national parks and reserves. Uh, there's some private land involved, but certainly it gets to the stage where uh, um, sometimes uh, it was just easier to use road verges. And they are planning on reducing the amount of road verges that are used, but it, it's a slow process. Yeah, there are some points where it's a little bit tricky. There isn't much on the side of the road to walk on, um, and there's a, quite a bit of traffic. Um, on a Saturday, probably a bit less, but Monday to Friday, I think it'd be pretty, um, pretty busy. Uh, walking through Yass is lovely. I, I, you know, I don't know how many times I've driven through Yass, but that was a very pleasant uh, stroll through the 
the town centre there and uh, looking at all of the the various development and uh, you, you know the cafe life. I think there's a cafe every second uh, shop, um, which is kind of nice to see because it brings people out and and gets them together. Okay, the weather's pretty good. Uh, we've sort of stripped down to a single layer now, or at least I have, and Jill's taken a, a, a layer off as well. And the, the jackets went from first thing this morning. So nice weather, just a mild breeze, uh, overcast with a bit of light cloud, uh, light cloud, but otherwise it's a sunny sort of day. Uh, so we're now walking through rural land. Talk to you later. It's uh, just on 12 o'clock. We've decided to stop for lunch. Uh, we're still walking up Black Range Road, which about a kilometre, kilometre and a half ago, turned into a, a dirt road from uh, from Bitchman. So eventually, once we went over a new bridge, uh, it pretty much changed then into dirt. Bit of a change. It's certainly much quieter around here. There's some pretty amazing farms, actually. Normally, you sort of... Uh, I'm so used to seeing the typical farm throughout most of New South Wales, Victoria... And there are some very, very flash buildings and flash houses back here. Very well maintained properties. Uh, very well maintained properties as well. Uh, I know the Ass area is a is one of Australia's premier fine wool areas, and there certainly are a lot of sheep. Uh, but we're starting to get into the cattle as well. So, what we're looking at now, sitting here, we're just on the edge of the road, just sitting on the grassy bank, uh, looking out over a valley just across the road. Um, very green it's obviously uh, had enough rain coming out of winter coming out of springs starting to grow uh, with some trees eucalypt trees on the hilltops uh, just across the valley um, it's a hard walk to start the trip um, <laughs> yep. um, if we can get through this we can get through anything I yeah think. pretty much most of today is road walking and I think we've got a, a section tomorrow before we start getting into uh, to trail for the, the bulk of the rest of the trip um, but uh, you know, the, the traffic's pretty much disappeared we're just getting the local cars that are heading off home or heading out to do work because it still is Saturday um, so it's sort of um, not a huge amount compared to what there was along uh, coming through the yes along the highway there yeah so um, and as Tim said it is a bit of a tough walk uh, um, we have to um, navigate the dust uh, when a car comes past but fortunately there there aren't too many of those um, it is a, a lovely uh, spot though around here you can hear the uh, chickens in the background and you can also hear some uh, birds um, and as Tim said we're starting to see more cattle now um, but very picturesque and um, you know very uh, rolling landscape at the moment. Okay lunchtime. Good evening it's day one uh, it's 5.45 we're here in our tent uh, we've had dinner and we're not far off going to sleep we're both both pretty tired yeah, yeah it was a pretty uh, pretty hard day um, 26 kilometres today so a bit further than we had planned to go um, partly because uh, we walked past the uh, rest site that uh, we were supposed to be resting at and and uh, so we've picked a spot on the side of the road which is not too bad but every now and then you get a bit of a drive past um, 
the bitumen road returned for a little bit after the dirt road and then we got dirt road again so it's pretty hard walking today um, but all in all we made good progress and you can hear a vehicle driving past it's not as, quite as close as it sounds I think the uh, um, I'm not used to driving in uh, rural uh, back roads uh, it's been a long time and I'd forgotten that um, there's two speeds stop and go yes. uh, and, and they, they scream along the dirt road so it's uh, uh, you, you tend to get off the road and keep an eye out for them as you're walking along yeah though mostly it was um, okay a few people slowed down so we didn't get too much dust on us um, uh, but I have to say the the country round here it's very rural um, so we've got a combination of uh, sheep and cattle mainly but uh, you know we're seeing alpacas and we're seeing goats and all sorts of different um, agricultural enterprises and uh, just the rolling hills and um, you know on a beautiful sunny day it's just been quite pleasant to walk through. It was quite funny we uh, when we got here we got probably um, um, so the way we decided to camp at um, around about 10 to um, 10 to 4 um, and you can hear kookaburras in the background um, but the uh, we're looking up up a hill and there were sheep in, in one paddock and we thought oh, what's what's that in the next paddock and there was actually a number of emus with some alpacas that were wandering around um, seem to be quite happy with each other's company um, so it, it, it is an interesting um, uh, a, a scenery um, it is as Jill said it's road walking and that's what it has been for uh, for pretty much the whole day um, and because we've uh, we've done 26 kilometers today realistically we've probably only got about four four and a half kilometers left to do tomorrow uh, but we'll see what happens with that we might go a bit further uh, and um, uh, make our last day which was supposed to be around about 20 and a half kilometers we'll make that a bit shorter uh, yeah. that's to Barranjack uh, Caravan Park yeah and I think if you know the between now and Barranjack if the theme is camping on the side of the road well we may as well do that anyway <laughs> at a different spot one thing that I've mentioned um previously uh, uh, after last year's Bibbleman track hike uh, when I wrote a few articles um that um Ex exercise or extreme exercise um, makes me lose appetite uh, and certainly um, we had dinner at the end of the day we had a two-person freeze-dried meal and we just couldn't finish it um, so I think what I'm going to do this time is I'll keep a very good record of what I do and don't, don't eat per day um, rather than uh, and, and that'll, that'll help me in future hikes rather than carrying food that I know I'm not going to use. We could do what I suggested which was a single meal and top it up with veggies. Well, we've got we've got veggies for that's lunch. A good, that's a good idea. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's um, we certainly had uh, way too much food today. So um, as I said, I'm going to uh, keep a good list of what we, what at least I do and don't eat. Uh, it means that um, it'll minimise what I'm carrying for uh, when I'm not going to be eating it. Uh, and you know, if there are things I don't like, uh, as always, I I rule them out. 
well, tomorrow's bag of food is a big bag of food. <laughs> I'm not sure we didn't get through today's. I'm not sure we're going to get through tomorrow's. Oh, we do have breakfast in there as well. So, yes. All right. Um, as I said, you know, it's 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 approaching on six o'clock now. Um, I think we'll probably be asleep within about fifteen twenty minutes. I'm <laughs> I'm struggling to keep my eyes open. It was a hard day. So thankfully. For me, day twos are always my worst day on a long distance yeah, hike. Looking forward to that. So too. we got a short, <laughs> short day tomorrow. So good night. Good night. Good morning. It's eight thirty-six on day two of our human hovel track hike, uh, and we've just finished breakfast and packed everything up, and we're just about ready to go. Um, we were pretty much asleep by six o'clock last night. Very tiring day walking on uh, road surface um, for a distance of 26 kilometres. But today we've got approximately about four, maybe five kilometres, <laughs> depending on how the map goes. We overachieved on the first go. Yeah, so we've got a pretty pretty cruisy sort of day. Seems a bit odd, um, but basically we need to reach the caravan park at Baranjuk, Reflections Car uh, Holiday Park, uh, for Tuesday morning for our boat trip. So we'll get in there Monday afternoon and, and really that's the, the dictating factor. So very short day today. Um, good night's sleep last night. I know for me, I had sleep in probably about five hour blocks. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think I did. <laughs> Uh, it wasn't that cold, although when we got up this morning there was a frost just across the road on the grass. Uh, but we were fairly, uh, fairly sheltered. Um, and um, apart from having to get up and answer the call of nature in the night, it was a, a reasonably good night's sleep overall. Mind you, I worked out why I wasn't as comfortable as I could have been. I had my spoon in my back pocket all night. <laughs> we went for a search for it this morning and the last place that you look <laughs> is the back pocket of the pants. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, um, reasonably uh, rested, uh, didn't have a huge amount of sleep, but um, uh, feeling uh, quite good for a short day and um, quite, quite warm. Um, I, I think the thing, the interesting thing about the really super lightweight tents is that um, you do get a little bit of a draft coming under the fly and uh, for some reason it's always on my side, I don't know why, um, which you know, when we got up this morning and saw the frost across uh, the road, probably made sense given that I was on that side. So, um, yeah, not a bad sleep. We've had a good breakfast. Uh, we've dried the tent out and we're all ready to go. Okay, it's time to head off. We're here at the Captain Campsite, um, total of 4.37 kilometres from where we overnighted, so, and it took us just on an hour. Um, and it's one of those sort of things that hindsight would have been really wonderful. We may have decided to camp over here uh, last night had we have known exactly where it was, but not being sure whether it was two or three kilometers or six kilometers uh, we decided to stay where we were which was fine I mean we did 26 kilometers so that's 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 fine the campsite itself uh, is named after the lead bullock of uh, human hovels uh, expedition um, uh, I must admit I would have thought it would have been named after <laughs> hovel or something like that but never mind um, but uh, yeah you find these things out you may be able to hear in the background there's some sheep on the next door neighbour's property bleeding away. 
Bleating, bleating, not yep. bleeding. Yep. Um, <laughs> campsite's quite nice. There's a, a toilet block, uh, as in one toilet. Um, there's a water tank, uh, and we, we filter the water regardless. And it does say, please filter, it's not for drinking. Uh, and uh, there's a number of grassy areas where you can sort of pitch your tent. It's actually quite a reasonably large area. So if you want it to be sort of 40 metres away from where the, the little shelter and the table is, uh, and when I say shelter, it's a, it's a picnic table shelter, not a sleeping shelter, uh, you've got plenty of flexibility. One thing that's quite interesting is there's a lot of fallen trees in here. So obviously the trees drop uh, and they're not cleaning it up. Um, but partly there's also a fire pit here as well, so it means that if you're so inclined you can go and collect the wood and, uh, and there's plenty of it. Um, but it's probably worthwhile doing a, a tiny bit of a clean up in here and maybe just stacking the wood. Um, I would be concerned about some of the, uh, the trees that have got a lot of big dead branches, so you want to keep an eye out where you camp. But there are some, some nice flat grassy areas to work with. Yeah, it's quite a, a pleasant little spot. So we're starting to get into some uh, low open woodland now. And uh, there are sort of um, farms uh, beyond the um, strip of nature, if you like. Um, uh, so we're not quite into the bush yet, but starting to get a little bit more pleasant. Uh, the roads narrowed a little bit. Uh, uh, there's probably, oh, I think, two vehicles that have passed us today, which, you know, is uh, nothing. Um, so that's a bit more pleasant as well. And um, it, the track or the road seems to be a little bit easier to walk on. It's a bit gravelier, but um, it's winding and it's a little bit more interesting. We were originally going to camp here overnight, but given we've only been walking for just on an hour, and we just had a, a morning tea break, uh, we've still got plenty of daylight left. So we're going to keep on going. Uh, and rather than having 20 kilometres to go tomorrow, uh, we figured we'll do another um, um, 7 to 10 kilometres today uh, just to um, make, a, make two relatively easy days today and tomorrow. Uh, there's a couple of um, uh, sites that are identified on the map as being rest sites uh, and then there's another one that's shown on the map as being water views. So we'll keep on going um, to around about lunchtime or th those next three, next two sites at least and see what they're like uh, and we'll leave a stop at the second of those sites or continue on to the third which will give us around about um, uh, that'll give us around about um, uh, about 10, 11, 12, 12 kilometres to do tomorrow yeah just over 12 so uh, make for a, an easy sort of day tomorrow and it's quite pleasant and, and quite warm Jill's down to a t-shirt at the moment yeah, God forbid um, and, and we have collected some extra water so um, we're, we are finding that there's um, water in creeks along the way so <coughs> we possibly don't need the water but um, we'll um, be on the safe, safe side there's water here so uh, Tim gets to carry uh, um, the additional water because I think that's only fair yeah, and I must admit, I haven't got, I've got a three-litre bladder in my pack and it's not full, so I've got about two litres in that, so that should cover us. Um, toilet facilities here, uh, typical composting toilet. There is a roll of toilet paper in here. I don't know how often the uh, the rangers check it's it. It's diminishing. It's diminishing, yeah. <laughs> so we are, we're always strong believers of bringing our own toilet paper just in case. Um, but there, there is toilet paper here. So, okay, on we go. afternoon it's uh, 20 past three on day two 
the 1st of September, uh, Wattle Day we realised, uh, and I would have done a post except where we've stopped for the day uh, is in a bit of a hole and I can't get a phone or data signal. So happy Wattle Day everybody. Now we, uh, as we mentioned earlier on, we were planning on stopping at the Captain campsite uh, and we got there about an hour and five minutes after we left our overnight stay this morning and um, it was just uh, uh, just way too early you know, after an hour's walking to stop. So rather than stopping there after an hour and then having a 20 kilometre walk tomorrow, we kept on going and we ended up doing 15.2 kilometres, which gives us roughly about nine kilometres left to go tomorrow. So a pretty easy sort of day tomorrow uh, and not too difficult today day to day. More road walking, uh, both on bitumen and dirt. Um, the map's quite interesting. Uh, that comes with the, the map set that comes with the human hobble track. Um, the uh, Captain campsite that was fine. We found that without any too much problem. And we thought it would be roughly four-ish kilometres on from last night, and it ended up being 4.37 kilometres. Approximately. Approximately, yeah, yeah. Uh, never know, never know how accurate these GPSs are. Um, and we were actually thinking about would we have gone the extra distance yesterday had we have known uh, and we may have done but it would have got us there probably at about five o'clock uh, and yeah, it would have been a quick setup before it started getting dark um, and as we said uh, we have a booking for the boat on Tuesday morning uh, to take us across Burrenjuk Dam uh, and had we have got to Burrenjuk uh, early uh, because certainly if we had gone to Captain last night, we probably would have ended up going to Barrenjuk tonight. We would have had to book additional accommodation and spend two nights there just waiting for the boat on Tuesday morning. So it just made sense to, to um, go further and make it a slightly longer day. 15 k's is pretty good and a, a 9k day tomorrow. Um, as I said, the map's reasonably interesting. There's... Um, uh, we were trying to work out what the little stars on the map went, and I think they were rest areas, were they? No, they they indicated to be a combination of things, but not so clear. But we've worked out that um, the translation is there's there's summer rest areas, there's intersections, um, there's the name of a property, um, and. Yeah, yeah, so we uh, we we thought w w water views sounded like okay. We're going to get water views, and it was actually the name of the property. <laughs> yeah, so we had to walk on from there a little bit to to find a spot that um, uh, was reasonable for us to camp. But um, yeah, so li little bit of translation. Um, I guess you can the description that's used on the map. You could probably read some of that into it, um, but it's not not overt and. You know, there are four or five things that are listed, but yeah, so far we've worked out their intersections, uh, there's a rest area, and uh, the name of a property. Now, um, as I said, we got to this um, uh, campsite that we found um, at around about just after two o'clock. Uh, it took a little while to find a spot because we uh, we needed to be off the road we wanted somewhere flat and somewhere where there wasn't large limbs to drop and we've just done a podcast on that over the last week so we spent about 25 minutes just trying to find an ideal campsite it's not perfect um, there's a slight slope running down the tent which is fine uh, but really that was the best option we had 
we thought that it was going to be a, a situation where we wouldn't have uh, a water source tonight, so we topped up on water as we were going through this morning. Um, so we pretty much it's what 20 past three now we've got the tent set up we're having a bit of a rest uh we've had something to drink um and we're just waiting till around about five o'clock till we can have dinner uh, so again i think we'll be in bed because everybody eats at five o'clock we do we're, we're in that age bracket where we probably can oh. do now <laughs> um but yeah we'll uh, i think we'll probably be in bed about six o'clock again uh, but no phone signal unfortunately so you'll get a, a double hit once we get into the caravan park tomorrow there is a signal there um, and we'll, um, uh, we'll be able to catch up on posting and the podcasting. Um, I must admit, it's sort of um, talking to a few people online. There seems to be signal about every second day. We had signal all yesterday. We had signal most of today, uh, and we will pick up signal tomorrow once we get down to the, the caravan park. So it's reasonably good so far. Where we're actually staying is in one of the nature reserves, um, and it's, you know, we've got all the tree growth back again there is properties off to one side of us um, but um, this is a, a road that leads down towards Burrenjuk not the main road uh, we drove that about a week ago uh, so it's it's a bit more interesting and a bit more life in the bush one thing that Jill mentioned this morning was just the amount of bird life we're getting on this trail um, we had a batch of kookaburras above us this morning and, and as is usual by the time I got my recorder out they had uh, they'd stopped laughing but they were going at it and then the magpies started so I'll try and see what I can do tomorrow about picking up some of the bird life uh, early in the morning. Yeah what I've noticed is that um, you know it's it's not quiet at all there's always some bird song that's happening and um, you know, it's really lovely, even walking along the road, who would have thought of that? And uh, the rosellas are just stunning. And as Tim said, lots of kookaburra, kookaburra is about. Okay, we'll talk to you before we go to bed tonight. Bye for now. Okay, it's September the 1st, uh, day two of our walk, and the old people have gone to bed for the day. <laughs> I told him not to say that. <laughs> uh, it, it's six o'clock, and we've, we've basically had, we, we decided not to have dinner. We, we'd had enough snacks and nibbles throughout the day, and we, we actually stopped on the side of the road to have lunch at around about um, 12.30. Um, but yeah, since we got here this afternoon, which we've been pretty much dozing on and off through most of the afternoon, that sort of sleep where you're not fully asleep, but you're sort of, you're just about there. So we just had a, our hot chocolate, um, and, uh, cleaned our teeth and got ourselves ready to bed and we will be turning the recorder off very soon and going to sleep. And, and what else are we going to do when we don't have internet connection? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's the problem. I, uh, normally I'd be doing uh, the posts for the end of today, but no connections, so I can't do much. So it'll be uh, catching up on posts tomorrow. So we found this lovely spot, uh, very sheltered, very quiet. I uh, haven't seen another soul. And, uh, yeah, we're just uh, looking forward to hearing um, the night noises. So tomorrow we'll get ourselves up. We've got around about eight to nine kilometres approximately to get ourselves into Reflections uh, Resort. Uh, and that's where we're staying tomorrow night before our boat trip on Tuesday morning. Okay, good night. Good night.
Good morning. It's September the 2nd. It's day three of our human hobble track hike. Uh, we're here in our tent. It's around about 6.15, 6.20. Uh, we've woken up well and truly. Uh, we've had started having uh, bits of breakfast. Uh, we're just about to pack up, so it'll probably be an early-ish sort of start this morning. Uh, not 9 o'clock like we had yesterday morning. Um, I certainly didn't have as good a night's sleep as I did the night before. I think partly because I sort of dozed on for a number of hours during the afternoon. Um, but um, um, I found that the, the tent site, which was perfectly flat enough to have a nap in the afternoon, seemed to be really steep and sloping at night time. So, <laughs> so, so I don't know what happened there. <laughs> um, I actually found it was quite good for most of the night. Um, uh, the, we had some rain last night, um, which I think was on our tent uh, as opposed to anywhere else around. So the ground seems to be pretty dry everywhere else, but uh, our tent seems to be quite damp. And, um, uh, well, that woke me up. I struggled to get back to sleep again. Not too much wildlife out. Uh, we're nearby a fence and there's a few holes that have been pushed through by wombats and there's a couple of wombat hole, holes on the other side of the fence up the, the hill. Um, uh, didn't hear any wombats at all last night. Heard a couple of kangaroos that came hopping through at one point uh, earlier this morning, uh, but they didn't seem to hang around too long. And we had a car drive past at around about five o'clock, which was surprising. Um, not quite sure where that's come from, uh, but obviously finishing for the the day or heading back to heading back to home wherever home happens to be um we'll only have a short walk in today roughly around about the nine to ten kilometer mark so depending on how fast we actually uh go we probably if we leave here sort of seven thirty, we'll probably be in by sort of um nine thirty ten o'clock into the caravan park um, so hopefully we'll be allowed to check in early, otherwise we'll be hovering around the, until we can do. Um, but yeah, it looks like it's a bit overcast today. Uh, um, the rain was forecast for around about 10%, I think. So I think that hopefully we've had that during the night and it'll clear away during the day. Talk to you later. Good morning. It's day three. It's 7.47. We've been going for around about a half an hour now. We just found a really nice sunny spot, uh, very very scenic, so we decided just to have a bit of a stop uh, and hang the tent fly out, which was uh, still wet from the, the rain we had last night. Uh, it's not going to dry in the time we're staying here, but at least we get rid of a bit of the moisture off it. Um, we've... Uh, it was interesting. One of the things I always find, um, we found some tent sites that would have been quite good, probably about 20 minutes on, but it's always a bit of a guessing game. Is you know, When you find a good site, do you keep on going in the chance of finding a better one, or do you stay put with what you've got? And I think the site we found further on may have been slightly better, but not so much that it was worthwhile risking it to keep on going. Um, we're back out into the sun now. Uh, where we'd camped before was Yay, I love yeah, <laughs> where we'd camped before was uh, pretty much in a valley, so um, it was very, uh, uh, very shady, and the sun hadn't hit us by the time we left. Out into rural areas, uh, lots of sheep on the the paddocks, uh, on, at least on one side. Lots of green grass. Uh, I think uh, as uh, spring hits, we get a bit more rain, a bit more warmth. The grass will really start picking up. But it's a it's a nice little area here. Actually, it's quite nice. Yeah, it's quite beautiful. Um, I think I've said before that 
it's um, a kind of rolling hills uh, scenery um, interspersed with uh, low open woodland and uh, that's where we were overnight so we're just uh, traveling between two properties now so uh, it's a little bit more open and a little bit more sunny uh, and we're sort of on a I guess the dirt track that we're on is becoming more of a hiking track uh, it's still for road use but I suspect there are very few vehicles that drive on this part of the the road now so um, it's certainly not well maintained or anything like that so um, be a very quiet day I think Okay, so if you want to see um, some video footage and some photos of this, uh, go through and have a look on our Instagram account for the videos. And uh, when we'll post the journeys uh, posts, which will be later on today when we get phone signal again, we'll have some photos as well. Talk to you later. Bye for now. So it's the afternoon and we're now here at Burrenjuk Dam at Reflections Holiday Park. We arrived in this morning at around about 10.30 uh, after what our GPS is telling us is roughly about 15.7 kilometres. Um, and I think... Which is a few more than we planned to do today. Uh, but we think, um, you know, we, we got to the dam this morning and it was like we can see where we're going and then we had to sort of backtrack to go around the, uh, the dam itself. And that was the, the longest part of the whole trip, I think. Yeah, and I think maybe um, the distances that are on the signage are to the dam as opposed to to the um, accommodation um, or the boat that we need to take because that's actually the other side of the car caravan park which is fortunate because the caravan park owner is going to come and pick us up tomorrow morning rather than us walking all over the other side. Now I think certainly from our perspective uh, the last recording we did was uh, about um, half hour after we actually left our overnight campsite. And from there on, the track got uh, quite interesting. Uh, the, the road got a bit narrow and it ended up uh, turning off onto the first of what you'd really class as a bushwalking trail. And it was quite funny to see uh, some uh, signage there saying no horses and no motorbikes. Uh, good luck to anyone that can get either of those forms of transport on this track this morning. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It became quite quite narrow, um, you know, probably uh, the width of two, two feet side by side um, in some places um, and uh, a little bit slippery, lots of moss growing in some places or the other extreme, really dry and powdery but still quite as narrow. And then having to climb over a number of fallen trees and branches that were in place. So I think it's one of those sort of things that um, I, on my Bibble and Track hike last year, I don't think there was any time that I really felt worried that I was going to slip down an edge or an embankment. But you know, this morning, uh, that I, I sort of had to pay real close attention to where I was going uh, because the trail was quite narrow and the, the, the footing was a bit, yeah, you know, where it was a bit damp was quite treacherous. I wouldn't like to have to do it in, in or after a, a heavy rainstorm. Yeah, and I think um, I was probably okay having smaller feet, but, you know, some of those um, places to, to, to put your feet were quite narrow for someone like you, Tim, with big feet. Um, it, but it was, having said that, it was quite interesting. Um, it was it, quite beautiful, actually. Yeah, and it's, it's funny. We got, uh, when we, virtually just after we got off the track, 
there was a, a creek or a gully that ran back from the dam itself and it almost looks like someone had landscaped it. It was just this this lovely little uh, views down into the gully, lots of little wet, uh, wet uh, area plants. Uh, and while there wasn't a huge amount of water up that far, because the dam level looks like it's down about 10 to 12 metres at the moment, um, and you maybe have to hear some cockatoos outside at the moment. Um, and to give you an idea how noisy they are, I've got the door closed. So if you can hear them, that's, that's how, how much noise they're creating. Um, the landscape started to change a bit as well. Um, so very different than what I'm used to for the rest of the Canberra region. I started uh, uh, bringing up the, um, the Xanthoreas um, and they, um, uh, they, I just hadn't seen them in this part of the world before. So And they look very healthy. They were yeah. very lush and vibrant green in colour. So we got to reflections at 10.30. Um, uh, and I must admit, if you are coming, we had been here last weekend to drop off our food. And if you had um, haven't been here at all, and we have been, as I said, to drop off our food, but I wish we had have had a map with us uh, because you get in and all of a sudden it's like where's the office and the office is probably the easiest way to think about it it's up the highest point of the caravan park yeah and it's vast this is this is a huge caravan park so you know um you <laughs> you don't want to be lugging your your backpacks around and um you, you know up and down the hill trying to trying to a find the office and then b find your accommodation the other thing that was interesting to notice as well is up until today the signage has been quite good and coming into the caravan park the signage is quite worn that shows um, the human hovel track the two little two little men with their big hats in, that are in that ready crimson sort of color uh, and there was a we actually got into the caravan park and we think started heading up the hill and th I thought mm, that doesn't seem quite right and I noticed a white post went and had a close look and I could just make out the two little men but it had almost totally gone transparent yeah, yeah. so really what you're doing is you're walking along the shoreline until you get into the caravan park proper uh, and then you're starting to walk up the hill so if you come across the general store you know you're in the right direction then you've just got to find the actual uh, accommodation itself so once we got our keys and booked in, we um, came and dropped our gear off um, and uh, then went back up and found um, or retrieved our, our drop box. And so we dropped off uh, roughly eight days worth of food uh, and we're just going to go through that this afternoon. It's actually nine days. We've got yeah, nine days. Yeah, it's roughly just on nine days and it's there's some stuff we definitely will leave out of that. Um, we, I decided to be healthy this time and I got peanut butter without sugar and salt um, and I think cardboard in all honesty would probably taste better um, that was a mistake so I'm going to stick with the Nutella <laughs> yeah. um, and um, again there was, there's, there's been some things that I haven't eaten over the last couple of days just because I've been so tired and, and exercise does actually dampen my, exercise, uh, my, my appetite um, so one thing I am doing on this trip is actually um, going through and keeping a note of what I am actually eating uh, because I, I based this trip off last year's trip um, and in all honesty I think you know first couple of days my appetite's not there so we could have actually dropped a bit of me uh, some of the bits and pieces of the meals out uh, or reduced the size of the meals 
Um, as far as animal life is concerned, it's pretty much been bird life all the way. Um, we heard some kangaroos hopping around last night, uh, but there was, just seems to be birds everywhere. There were birds flying overhead at night time, making a bit of noise as they went past the tent. Uh, more, not so much with their screeching, but with their, uh, you could hear them flapping their wings. Um, the, um, this morning, um, again, lots of bird life around the place. Uh, haven't seen any kangaroos outside of the holiday park. And there's some very fat, happy kangaroos wandering <laughs> around eating the grass here. Some of those rosellas were a bit chubby too. Yeah, and that, you know, obviously they sell bird seed and people are feeding them. You know, we were sitting there uh, um, just having a bit of a break before I went and retrieved the uh, the key to the, the accommodation. And these rosellas came over and were looking at us saying, where's our food? So they're obviously used to being being fed on a regular basis. Good facilities here at the Caravan Park. We've opted to go for a accommodation that's got... Uh, an inside toilet. Uh, we could have opted to go for one that didn't and have to go outside and walk across the road. You could also could have opted for a tent site, uh, but in all honesty, it was just uh, much easier to have a bit of a break, have a shower after three days, um, and um, uh, you know, not have to worry about going uh, out of a tent to do all these things. So for the extra dollars, it wasn't too bad. Now, today I've got um, uh, to go through and finalize this podcast um, and for those of you that do a bit of traveling you may have come across what Telstra calls a small cell area and it's really designed to uh, uh, give you a phone signal without necessarily giving you wonderful internet signal so I know that if I go and sit just outside the office I can upload internet signal so all things being given given uh, good luck I'll actually go through and uh, being able to get this up online uh, later tonight, along with some other posts as well. Uh, but certainly sitting here in our accommodation, phone signal, and that's about it. Tomorrow we've got a boat trip across the dam, um, and um, that's uh, an eight o'clock start. We have to be down at the water, um, and uh, just while I'm sitting here, we've got a a lovely king parrot who's just come up to the door obviously wanting some food. <laughs> it's just sitting here looking at us from outside the glass. And there were a couple of others that flew past a minute or so ago sitting on the balcony. Red and the green. Yeah. So it's, um, it's a sort of thing that I think, as I said, the, the, the birds in particular um, are obviously uh, um, used to being fed. Now this one's had a, a mate turn up, so we'll try and see if we can get a, a, a photo of them if they, before they scoot off. Um, and... Uh, uh, yeah, just lovely bird life, good to see. Um, but I, I suppose it's one of those things where do you feed bird life? People do, so, uh, and these guys are obviously very happy about it. Okay, so that's all for us today. Uh, as I said, tomorrow's uh, boat trip across the dam, uh, and then we've got a, an approximately uh, 20 kilometer day for tomorrow. Okay, so that's the first three days of our trip. Normally we would have done a few more days than done the first week, but I really am very limited or very restricted in relation to getting data signal on this trail. Uh, and I think I do have it in a couple of spots. So I'm gonna to have to actually post as I get that, that, that availability. Uh, and uh, with this one through here, I need to go up and sit outside the office uh, where they've got a, um, a booster in place. Uh, because I just can't get data signal down in the accommodation itself. 
So if internet uh, signal is that important to you, you are a bit limited out here. Okay, so how did you find the first three days, John? I think it's good that it's done. Um, we had planned to do around 50 kilometres. I think we've actually done quite a bit more and there's probably a reason for that. Trail changes, um, perhaps the initial measurement wasn't as accurate as say a modern day GPS and so on. Um, so, you know, I think that's probably something to be um, mindful of particularly as we go on and we've got some long days that we're um, planning uh, how much longer they're going to be how, how how well in practice that is going to be reflected in uh, the correlation between what we do and what we plan to do I don't know so that's one thing um, I think uh, you know the first the first couple of days walking into the forest um, was was pretty hard there were some interesting bits um, but it was hard walking and I think one of the things for me about hiking is that it's about hearts and minds and I noticed that New South Wales Parks has uh, the hike on all of the legs so far that we've done listed as easy um, they're, they're probably not particularly demanding um, they are long it's hard underfoot and it's not very interesting so that makes it more difficult than easy in my book i think from my perspective um really from the from just uh, at the end towards the end of day one um just as we got to uh the campsite uh that was interesting around there uh and then from uh, night two onwards was actually quite interesting the bushland became a bit more natural you, you even though we had some road walking you were pretty much uh off by by night two you're off the road um and um and if you can hear that that's the flock of king flock of uh, cockatoos we've got sitting outside um demanding, uh, food. Uh, dema uh, demanding food outside our uh, accommodation so they uh, uh <laughs> Jill's trying to shoo them away and they're obviously not really concerned about people. Um, so from my perspective, um, it's one of those sort of things that's going to be interesting to see how the rest of the trip goes. I think we are in, uh, certainly from now onwards, we are in parkland and natural parks for a lot of the distance. Uh, that first day and a half, not so exciting, um, but uh, it's one of those sort of things. If Do you do do you skip a bit of it because um you know it's not the most exciting thing in the world or you do do you do the whole lot and it'll be interesting to see what our views of the entire track are towards the end but certainly the first day yeah it wasn't really doing much for us uh, and we believe there's another hiker who's going to be coming across in the boat with us tomorrow i don't know whether they're doing a section or whether they've they've started just behind us um uh, they could have actually been um uh you know walking a bit quicker than we were um, or starting at a different spot and we'll find that out tomorrow and hopefully get to have a chance to talk to them as well so tomorrow as i said we will be getting a boat trip across the uh the lake or the dam um now hume and hovel when they did their trip 
they actually had to build a boat to get over, uh, I think it was Baranjak, but Baranjak wasn't there at that stage, it was actually a river. So, you know, the, um, the dams that are in place now do impact on doing the actual trip that Human Hovel did, um, because you now they, they were all rivers at that stage in varying states of how wide and how deep they were, depending on the time of the year. Yeah, and I think from here on in, we'll get to travel more closely to the journey Human Hovel took. Um, I, I don't think they walked down Black Range Road. I don't think that was in place when <laughs> they came through. So that's another, you know, if you're thinking about hearts and minds, that's another aspect of this, that that even if, if it was uninteresting or hard underfoot or, you know, lots of traffic or whatever it might be, if it was the actual route that they took, you might have had a slightly different perspective of it. So, um, yeah, it's it's. hopefully we'll see a little bit more and connect a little bit more. Um, they actually took a route that's on the other side of what is now the, the dam. And uh, when we connect with the the other side uh, through the boat travel tomorrow, we'll get a little bit closer to the journey they took. Um, one thing that did interest me about Human Hovel's uh, trip was that they took a bullock team with them, and I don't know whether that was for the entire trip or part of it, yeah. um, but looking at the landscape, uh, I don't know how they would have done it. It must have been a, a hard ask and a hard push to get a team of bullocks through the bush. Um, and they, they must have had people drop, dropping down bush as they went because it must have been really difficult. Yeah, I think when they got down to somewhere near Geelong, um, Captain, the lead bullock, uh, who was the namesake of the campsite um, uh, that we passed through yesterday, um, Captain was not in good health and was slaughtered for food, so didn't make it back. <laughs> <laughs> not very nice things but anyway um but uh, some of the landscape even just what we've um navigated particularly today uh lots of deep gullies lots of big boulders lots of you know really interesting landscape and lots of fallen trees lots of fallen trees um so yes uh, a, a, a bullet coming through there would have been just just mind-boggling how they do that Okay, so we hope you've enjoyed those first three days. Uh, I expect the trip to change quite dramatically from here on in uh, once we are actually getting into more uh, remote bushland and, and park uh, regions. So listen to next week's episode, uh, episode 122, uh, about how our next journey has gone. Um, and a, a bit of warning on this one, as I said, I don't know when I'll be able to get this one posted. It may be a bit early. It may be a bit later. <laughs> it really depends. As soon as I find 4G signal on my phone, I'll be spending a bit of time putting the podcast together and getting it uploaded. So we might go a bit erratic on our posting schedule over the next few weeks. Hope you've enjoyed listening to this first three days of our trip. That's all for me. Bye for now. And bye from me. <laughs>